Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Radically Transparent Podcast. This is Jennifer Gutman, your host, and no guests today. I'm going to do a solo show. It's been a while, and I've had some feedback that you like these, so I'm going to mix things up a little. So let's get radically transparent, right? There's something that's been keeping me up at night professionally, and I think it's been keeping a lot of you up as well. And considering how many of us employee advocacy leaders are launching programs, getting ready to launch programs, perhaps rethinking or maintaining our program as we get closer, right? I can't believe it's you know July, and quite soon we're gonna be ramping up uh, for 2023. But what I've seen and what I even know in my own experience in launching programs is that there seems to be an extremely important step missing when launching an employee advocacy program. And that's a thought out, strategic, internal communications launch plan. You get a handle on this, and this is what's really going to help your program take off. And it's not just about the tactics, right? A lot of thought goes into this and should go into this. And it's really part of the foundations of building a successful program. It's an overlooked step because many of us get really excited. You know, we go, we pick our tool, uh, we think about upskilling the advocates. But if we don't have an internal communications plan in place pre-launch, very soon the program will probably fizzle out because we have to keep the momentum and we have to keep it in a lot of different ways. So especially if you're looking to scale a program, I think it's it's critical to make sure that you have an internal communications launch plan that is easy to read, easy to execute. Um, so let's get into it, right? Besides having to communicate the why, right? We are doing employee advocacy uh, to our colleagues, to our C-suite, to our board members, right? How we're going to do it, what we're going to use to do it, why it's important, uh, and naturally what's in it for them, right? There's quite a few strategic steps to think about before the actual kickoff and the launch even happens. And something I like to think about even for myself, right? First impressions matter, and especially with this employee advocacy program. Not everybody is a marketer. And in the organization, if you launch this right the first time, right, that message is going to matter, that first impressions uh, mindset. And it's legit if you think about it. It's, It's essentially what we're going to be teaching our advocates in why their presence on social matters, right? So, So let's lead from the front and get it right. So here we go the internal communications plan. So first things first, in my experience, what I found is don't just think about it. Don't just make bullet points about it, but actually write down the plan. 
I'm happy to share mine. I've actually linked it in the show notes. So if you're walking your dog or making dinner and you don't have a pen or anything to write it down right now, I've got it for you. Just head on over to the show notes and I'll also go ahead and throw it over on the Octopost blog. So when I write down my internal communications plan for advocacy, I make sure that I share it with the stakeholders, my fellow stakeholders, right, as a leader. Um, and I make sure that it's no more than two pages. I, I stick to this, right, because people, especially in this crazy world we live in, right, where we're trying to capture attention, over two pages is too long. And even if you can get it down to one page, that's even better. Um, and I would certainly make sure that you include in that plan a drafted or templated email that you're going to use time and time again to notify advocates that they've been selected to participate in this highly prestigious program, right? You want there to be some sort of internal communication email that goes out to the advocates. Usually in mine, I include a calendar invite uh, for the kickoff, which is usually, uh, I try to send this out about two weeks before the actual kickoff. Um, and I put in the actual invite an agenda of what the kickoff is going to include. And then in that email as well, and I make it fun, right? I don't want to scare anyone into what's about to be bestowed upon them. Um, but I also include the basics of what they can expect prior to the kickoff meeting. And I think this is another forgotten step that, that most of us kind of we gloss over because we take for granted that, okay, we're going to launch this. We're going to have a kickoff. We'll show everybody on the kickoff. But a lot of times, if you think about when you're training a new colleague, right, you need to see things quite a few times before it sinks in. So this is that first step in planting the seed. So included also in that email, right, I will explain to the advocate that they're going to be expecting an invite to the platform that you're using for employee advocacy. Most third-party platforms, uh, the invite for the advocate does not come uh, for your brand, but from your brand rather, but it comes from the technology, which makes a lot of sense, right? And if you think about the amount of time and resources that you've invested in looking for the right tool, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Because one of the biggest challenges we see is adoption, right? You're gonna send out a bunch of invites to advocates, and these advocates, half the battle is getting them to click on the link to just log in uh, to, to the platform. So if you put this expectation and this step and kind of plant the seed in your very first email of the program, it gives them the heads up of what's coming, right? So for me, no brainer, I'm using Octopus, plugless uh, a shameless plug, if you will, um, for employee advocacy, because personally, I like being able to measure the impact of advocacy on leads very specifically. And, and I can certainly talk about this uh, in another episode. And we have quite a few uh, radically transparent episodes already all around employee advocacy and its power and what you should be measuring. Um, so go ahead and check out um, the other episodes and I can drop them also in the show notes for you. Um, but at the end of the day, right, as marketers, we, we want leads, right? But as an organization, right, what's more important than leads? That they become customers. And so when you're going ahead and putting uh, this step, right, to help your employee advocates log into the platform and using the right tool to be able to measure essentially, right, that journey, uh, I think it's a win-win. Anyways, I digress. Coming back to what's in that invite, right? Make sure you invite your advocates. And when you invite them, 
have them also check their spam for that invite, right? You want to trust and verify that they have received it. Sometimes at organizations, uh, these invites do go into a spam box. It happens to all of us. Uh, And you don't want your advocates not being able to log in because this invite went to a spam folder. So check and verify that it didn't go into spam for them. Give them a little reminder. And I think at this point, right, include in the email that there's going to be tons of content ready to share and then stick to that word, right? So right now you should be making sure that there's, at least I would say, it sounds a lot, but if you think about all the content you have across social, you probably have about 75% of it. I would have at least a hundred posts ready to go for social sharing prior to kickoff. So in these two weeks, right, you send this launch email, just keep checking back, adding content to your board to make sure that that board is full. So that is what I would include in, uh, you know, step one, that invite to the entire team, letting them know that they've been invited to the program, reminding them they're going to get a separate invite for Octopost or whichever tool you're using, that they should go ahead and click on it, set up their account and remind them, and then put a little note to make sure they check spam if they haven't received that invite in 24 hours or 48 hours, or whenever you're going to be sending them that invite from the actual uh, technology. Um, And that is what I would include there. Number two, tutorial emails with snackable video tutorials ready to go post-launch. So again, I find that this step in a communications plan prior to launch is often overstepped and overlooked because there is so much to think about when launching the actual program. But as many of you who know me and work with me, I like to joke that launching a program is actually quite easy and it's maintaining it that's extremely difficult. So what I like to think about, and I like to prepare in advance, right? Always be prepared, but not everyone is going to be able to attend the training, that launch, that kickoff, right? In the ideal world, yes, everybody's attended. And actually, in fact, some companies measure um, on who attends training. So we can get into that in a moment. Um, but again, if not everyone's going to be able to attend that session, especially if you're global and perhaps you're running a few sessions, um, maybe not everyone's going to be able to attend. So record a pre-training session, have one handy. This can even be your your trial run that you test out before your kickoff, Um, but make sure that you have little tutorial videos ready to go. Why? Post-kickoff, you can send the actual recording, right? Makes sense. But if you have little snippets ready to go, once you send that uh, post-kickoff recorded version, you might want to break down into snackable pieces of content each section of your kickoff. So usually a kickoff would include why we're doing this, why it's important. It would also include a mini demo of the actual employee advocacy technology that you're using. Uh, Right here, we're using Octopost. And uh, the third piece is usually best practices and how they can actually uh, spice up their social profile. Those are usually the three components. If you break those three down, let's say into three snackable videos, super easy to film, you already have the content, you can then send everybody the massive recording right after the kickoff. But then as you drip content to maintain the program in the next 30, 60, 90 days, you can also drop those little segments um, throughout the next few weeks to just remind them, get this top of mind, right? Maybe someone understands best practices on LinkedIn, but they haven't 
really master the employee advocacy technology that you're using, or maybe they love to log in and, you know, uh, share content, but their LinkedIn profile is not so up to date, right? So these are all different ways that you can keep those advocates engaged and make sure the momentum is high in the first 30, 60, 90 days. Part three, right? Don't forget Slack or Microsoft Teams and integrating that into your employee advocacy communication. I remember, I think it was back in like 2012, right, where the term omni-channel was being thrown around and for good reason, right? We kept saying, we want to be where our customers are. We've got to be where our customers are. If they're on social, we're on social. If they're you know, on Reddit, we're on Reddit. If they're in dark social, we're in dark social. Um, and I think the same actually applies to employee advocacy programs. You have to think omni-channel internally. So think through, right? And put this in your uh, pre-communications launch plan, but think through where do your advocates, where do your colleagues conjure? If it's on Slack, perhaps build a Slack channel specifically for advocacy. In that Slack channel, um, you can put updates, reminders, you can gamify, you can do kind of um, friendly competition stat updates. You can glorify your thought leader of the month. Uh, You can send out reminders right? Slack and Microsoft Teams is a great channel to do this. And again, think omni-channel. If your colleagues, maybe your company has a WhatsApp group. I know many of us uh, here in Israel and EMEA, we love WhatsApp. So perhaps think about thinking about adding uh, an advocacy update update WhatsApp group, but think omni-channel and bring that also in addition to the tool that you're using into the program and the way that you're going to communicate with advocates. Point four, content, right? This is a huge stressor for many of us. I think many of us, when it comes to content, right? let's just say it, right? We need so much of it um, and, and all the time. And it, and it has to be good content. It has to be meaningful. It has to have, add value, right? Not noise. So make sure your board is filled with it prior to the launch um, and, and make sure it's valuable, Think maybe writing it in first person instead of third person, Um, but I would definitely make sure that your content is ready to go. Uh, And even in your pre-communication launch plan, some brands are sending out um, in this area a social media policy or kind of a run through of what they can expect with the content. So I've seen a traffic light system going in place, explaining to advocates, uh, you know, what green content looks like, if you will, which is the content or kind of thought leadership content you want them to share. Red content, which is the content absolutely never, you know, put a post in this format with these words. And then the yellow content, which again, I think is really helpful if you want to be inspiring thought leadership, but maybe putting a post of here's the structure to a perfect, if you will, thought leadership post, or here are some of the language or the tone that as a brand ambassador, we would expect you to be using um, and add that policy or add that guide into your pre-communication launch plan. Five, in my plan, I actually always include a partnership plan with my human resources or my employer branding department. Why? Actually, it's simple, right? In the long run, when new employees join the company, I want to learn and I want them to learn 
as much about the employee advocacy program on their first day as they can. And what I found is HR really is usually appreciative of this step because if you're running an employee advocacy program, most likely HR is involved uh, or should be involved at least. And, and most likely, right, a new employee joins and they get a handbook, they get guidelines, they get a big welcome package, and they are starting to meet all of these different faces around the organization. So one of the best ways to do this is film a video of yourself or your employee advocacy team um, that HR can actually include in their new employee orientation. So um, I find it's really simple, right? You can use your iPhone, you can use record on Zoom and send it on over. It can be super simple to start. But again, the power of that is that it helps introduce the employee to your team on the first day. They know who to reach out to when it comes to social, when it comes to the employee advocacy program. It helps scale and it also lets HR know that you're really invested in making sure that employees are integrated into your employee advocacy culture and company. And I think that also goes to show, right, employee advocacy and company culture really do go hand in hand. The next thing I include, and this I think takes a bit of thought, but it's always helpful to map out, are the trainings or the workshops. So according to Harvard Business Review and many psychologists, it takes 60 days to form a habit. And I think employee advocacy, a big portion of it is helping your advocates form their advocacy and social media habits. I've been doing this for a long time and nothing irks me more than when I see us as, as employee advocacy leaders take for granted that our colleagues know how to do social. Yes, social media has become a gold standard of professionalism today. Yes, most of us know the value of social today. And yes, most of us have a LinkedIn profile. But just because your team members have a LinkedIn profile, it does not mean that they're experts on social media. And a lot of our colleagues actually lean on us and look to us to show them how to do these things. So trainings, for example, that I've seen work well are ongoing social media workshops. I've seen focus, uh, feature focus updates on certain LinkedIn um, components. I've seen best practice videos, maybe, you know, and these, these can be short, but I'm talking like 10, 15 minutes. I even have a customer who's done an employee advocacy internal podcast, which right, that amazing, right? You take five, 10 minutes and you talk through a concept. Either way, here are some of my top and, and most engaged trainings that I've led. So trainings on best practices across social, how to be a thought leader on social media, what I've seen, and I can relate to this, right? When it comes to being a thought leader, a lot of us are very shy when it comes to posting our thoughts or what we think about something on social media. Perhaps we do not love always to promote ourselves. Maybe as marketers, yes, but if you think about other personas in your organization, maybe less. So how to be a thought leader, how to help them break out of their shell, how to leave an impactful digital footprint across social. Um, again, like I mentioned before, each individual network, right? So LinkedIn is different than Twitter, which is different uh, than Facebook, which is different if you're using WeChat, right? All of these channels work and function differently. And also, if you think about even a sales team and perhaps understanding where they're looking to target, you may even want to consider helping them know those best practices to reach their, their right audiences. Um, tips and tricks are always helpful. If you need some ideas, feel free to reach out. 
Um, analytics, right? Usually, and I can speak for Octopus, we have an entire section for advocate analytics so that they can actually see how they're performing and how they're stacking up against their peers. Um, and that also goes for the, the social selling index directly on LinkedIn. I'll include a link to that. It's free um, in the show notes as well. And then the last piece of that, maybe even a LinkedIn profile cleanup workshop, right? Do they have a profile picture? And I would actually, I would do this for both your executive team and your non-executive teams, right? Host two types of trainings and split the room. Why do I say this, right? As a, as a leader in an organization, as an executive, as a VP, right? There may be certain ways to think or position thought leadership or even the way that your profile should look. And it may be a little bit different, or you may be able to discuss different types of topics in these trainings, right? So while most tips for a gold standard LinkedIn profile are similar between the two groups, I would say that there are certain profile tips for executives, um, like setting yourself up and your company, right, apart um, by making sure certain passions or accolades are visible or what you stand for, or as a leader, right? Where do you want to have that voice come in, which may be a little bit different than your non-executive team. So I would definitely split those trainings. I have two more, right? So you're thinking through in that communication plan, what you're going to include pre-launch and what you're going to include post-launch, right? Don't forget about post-launch. As I said, it's easy to launch a program. It's much harder to maintain it. So once you've launched your program, give yourself 60 days and measure this in terms of, right, put it on the calendar. I'm launching on this day and 60 days later, this is where I'm going to come back in, rethink, restep, but put that in your, pre, your, your communications internal plan, right? So 60 days after launch, what you want to actually do is you want to initiate a feedback survey. This is another step that is often overlooked. But surveys are extremely powerful in advocacy. Now, I know what a lot of us are thinking, oh gosh, right? We are going to send this survey and employees aren't going to fill it out and we don't want to give them an extra step. So make it super simple, right? Make it multiple choice, make it on the shorter side, but you want to get some feedback, right? You want to understand, is the content that they've you know, been sharing up to par? What's their sentiment? You know, do, are they, do they like the program so far? Do they not like the program? so far? What do they feel can be improved in the program? Um, and, and start thinking, right? You, the reason for this, right? And I would say the main reason for this is you want to get that feedback early. And a survey is such an important and easy way to build trust, right? You get the results back from the survey. And let's say you see that somebody has given feedback that they feel, um, I don't know, that they can't easily find content because they didn't understand how to sort, or perhaps the content they're serving, uh, they're sitting in Ireland and they didn't feel like all of the New York Times third-party pieces of content that are on the board were relevant to their audience. These are really fast changes that you can make in the next 60 days that when those advocates then log in and they see that you've implemented those changes can make a huge impact on maintaining and keeping engagement high in the program. So yes, do the feedback survey 60 days out, questions about content and gamification and motivation, questions about the onboarding experience, right? Always be learning, do those feedback loops. And 
even ask, right? What types of workshops they'd like to see in the future. You may be surprised. I actually, when I asked this question um, in Q1 to our own advocates, uh, to my surprise, they actually wanted to have an entire section featured on best posting times, best practices specifically um, for LinkedIn. They didn't really care so much about Twitter, but they wanted for LinkedIn and they wanted to understand how the algorithm worked. I know, right? None of us really understand how the LinkedIn algorithm works. However, right, I did start doing some due diligence and research to say, okay, who can I bring in? Who can I lead uh, this workshop? And how can I help maybe bring in someone who's an expert in this area? Same goes maybe bringing in, uh, you know, a psychologist, right, to talk about um, how people make decisions. And you can get really creative, I know, you know, in terms of who you bring in and how you lead these sessions. And in those first 60 days, I would make sure you have at least three different sessions, right? And then at least one session planned per quarter that the advocates can look forward to. After those 60 days, you get those surveys, survey responses back. I would say rinse and repeat um, and go ahead and continue to build on that program. So like I always say, launching is easy, but maintaining is half the battle. And thinking through your internal communications launch plan is going to really help set up that foundation for success. So remember, um, advocacy, I live and breathe it. It most certainly keeps me up uh, 24-7. I'll have ideas pop into my head, you know, in the middle of the night. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me, Jen at octopost.com. That's J-E-N at ok2post.com. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am happy to talk through any advocacy plan and uh, you can keep an eye out. We're going to be hosting uh, what we call hackathons in the near future for employee advocacy. We've launched our first one in Israel. It was quite successful. Our next uh, location will be London and we'll be uh, zooming out from there. So we're looking forward uh, to meeting everyone. And again, the internal communications launch plan. Let's lead from the front. Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.